Because there's never an off day in the greatest sports city on earth. Here are the biggest stories and everything else you need to know from the new title town. It's Breaking Boston with Andy Hart. Back for another edition of Breaking Boston, Wednesday, August 9th, this midweek morning hump day. Uh, Hump day is a problem for your Boston Red Sox because they really don't seem to get over any humps. They don't really suck. They're not really good, although lately they've trended more suck than good. Uh, I believe they're now 2-8 and eight in their last 10 games. Boston Red Sox lose 9-3 Fenway Park to the Kansas City Royals, who had multiple players hit multiple home runs. Red Sox couldn't even uh, harness the power of the City Connect jerseys. In yellow, they lose, so the record uh, in those alternate jerseys that had been so successful takes a hit. Um, we're going to bring in producer Coop Leonard because I don't, I, I don't really know what to make of it. I just looked it up by the way, Red Sox on hump day, six and 11 this year. (laughs) It's unreal. It's unreal. This team, you know what I want to say? And I'm not going to like swear, even though you probably could, it's a podcast here on breaking Boston under the odyssey umbrella is just, you just want to shake your head and say this effing team, this effing team. It's miserable, man. It's it really is, and uh, uh, the savior was in the lineup, batting third, I believe. Trevor, Trevor Story, Story the savior, went over four with three strikeouts. The savior said, "Yeah, this is pretty much par for the course." What I was doing down in Worcester, like some good games, some bad games. My timing's off. Um, made a nice play in the field. We'll see where where his um, next few days go in terms of the potential for DHing and, and easing him back into the everyday nature of Major League Baseball, but. People know what I like to do, so let's do it. I'm going to go on my ESPN app. I'm going to go to the Major League Baseball page. I'm going to go to the standings, and the standings are going to tell me for your Boston Red Sox after losing 9-3 to the Kansas City Royals. it's changed. They're in last place, 12 games out in the American League East, 12 games behind a team that is embroiled in a controversy that has nothing to do with its team, the Baltimore Orioles. We talked about that yesterday. Good call suspending your young broadcaster Kevin Brown so now you have actual chance of free Kevin Brown at your games well done you you found a way to take the focus off of one of the better young fun entertaining teams in major league baseball and ruin it good job you, you would Orioles. think the Very red impressive. sox couldn't do worse by their fan base but there's another there's another team that can yeah, it, it shows how mismanagement can come at the top of the standings, the bottom of the standings, and everywhere in between if you don't know what you're doing. And then we look at the wild card standings. Rich Keefe, by the way, this is the Rich Keefe Show standings check-in. That's what I'm going to call it from now on. It's now it's now sponsored by the Rich Keefe Show. He lives show. with us. Who, side note, side oh, note. Oh, the uh, big the, Red Sox news. Rich Keefe. Rich Keefe going to be in the booth with Joe Castiglione, I believe, Friday night's That's game correct. to make his analytical debut I'm going to tell you right now, I will be listening because that will be broadcast gold because the unique personalities and energies and sort of polar opposites as I see Joe Castiglione and Rich Keefe, Rich Keefe, the dork, the younger, sort of sillier, has fun kind of guy and Joe Castiglione, the old school media guide, baseball loving Um I, I think that could really be fascinating. If Rich is comfortable, probably going to take an inning or two for him to I would say third inning to, uh, check in. Third inning, I'm going to yeah. I feel like they're going to really find their magic. Joe can be fun. I've I, been up there. Joe I can also, Joe can be a whole lot of fun. No, I think Joe can be fun. 
I'm just the dynamic I think is going to be fascinating. And what I'd actually like is if Kevin Millar could stop oh. by and give Rich Keefe a shot or two to loosen him up at, for the said third inning. Because I think once Rich Keefe is loose, I think it'll be fun. So tune into your Red Sox. I don't know how the product will be on the field, but in the uh, radio booth, I think it's going to be entertaining on Friday night. But getting back to the wild card standings. Uh, five games out. Um, behind the Yankees and the Mariners. You have Toronto, Houston, and Tampa Bay in the wild card right now. And your Boston Red Sox are simply, um, is floundering the word we've we've landed on? Is that fledgling? I think is, floundering is a, makes it seem like they have a chance. Floundering, like you, okay. you can still kind of like tread your way up to the water well, and like like 50 grab games. some air. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll They're use drowning. that then because there's, there's 50 games to play. They haven't drowned yet. I mean, there's a chance like maybe just over this next wave is a life jacket that floats by and they hop on the life jacket or maybe there's an... Oh, an abandoned paddle boat that'll save us. I don't know. I could, but I do look at the standings, and this is one thing that um, is should be as alarming as anything the Red Sox are doing is the fact that are the Yankees good? No, nope, they're not good. But they're four and six in their last ten. So even when they're not good, they're a little bit better than you. Like they're and all the teams in the division five and five, Toronto seven and three for Baltimore and and Tampa Bay. Um, they're just staying a little bit ahead of you. So you're not playing great baseball. You're not playing consistent baseball for sure. And you're chasing teams that are doing enough to just stay ahead of you. And that's where I think some people would like pull the plug. This is over because you just can't envision the run that they're going to need to go on to pass these teams to get legitimately back in the conversation and the thing that I find interesting, and we I joke about Trevor's story being the savior, is for so long, everybody thought the lineup could score. Like, the lineup is fine. The lineup is good. It's one of the better lineups in baseball. And I want to check. I believe it's now 8 of 11. They've had three runs or less um, in this streak. Yeah, three or fewer runs for the eighth time in the last 11 outings. So even that lineup that for so long people counted on, um, can't really carry its weight and the pitching. I mean, Cutter Crawford, you had last night, but three runs over three, like it's fine. Like you can win a baseball game that way. Well, some teams could, they can't, um, because they gave up nine runs overall, but, um, I, I just, it's infuriating right now in a way, but it's also reaching, I think, and I don't want to speak for Red Sox nation. I don't even want to speak for you, but I think it's almost gone past the infuriating or the reaction to Heim Bloom's underdog comment or past any of that, I think people are now sort of resigned, indifferent. I think people are kind of losing interest. Like, you can only do this for so long. Oh, we're good. Oh, we're bad. It's very oh, much it's the stages of grief oh, for Fenway Faithful right now, where yeah. that first week after the whole trade deadline doing absolutely squat, and then Trevor Story comes back, and now you're resigned to the fact of like, well, this is our trade deadline acquisition. I believe Trevor Story even called it the trade deadline acquisition that the team was looking for. Ugh. And that's the sad part is that it's just kind of like, all right, this is what we have. The product that we're getting on the field is what we have to live with. Let's enjoy the rest of these baseball games until the icy cold winters of New England, you know, wash over us. And that's like, that's the reality. Or until of we start focusing on other things. Because, yeah, we got Patriots around uh, the corner. 
Not real football, but closer to real football. You won't see Mac Jones, but you're going to have football Thursday night. You mentioned it. Hard Knocks is starting, and that'll kind of, I think, sprinkle and chum the waters for, oh, it's football season. You're seeing and reading more about college football, and it's it even people that like high school football, like fall is Wiggy's coming. Wiggy's getting ready. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, Wiggy's getting ready, and I think that is just going to push people further from the Red Sox and, and further from this product. And I do wonder, and we've talked a little bit about this, what it's going to look like at Fenway Park in two weeks, a month. Like Once as the you summer start tourists to really come down start coming, stop coming into town. Oh, you're going to get the college kids. Yep. Student nines are probably going to be getting jacked up. I guess. But if you're looking to drink, you can go somewhere where the beers will be cheaper. And it's just, I, I again, I don't know that it's going to be the cool thing. I don't know that it's going to be the in. Like, I think people are going to move on and, it's not surprising. You know, you don't play good baseball. You don't play winning baseball. You know, people look and like, no one likes a last place team. You can do all the, oh, if we were in the American League Central comparisons you want, no one likes a last place team. Yeah. And if Vanderbilt played in the American Athletic Conference, they'd be the best college football. You know what I mean? Like, no, you play where you play. Your competition is your competition. And you're being measured against that. And in terms of your entertainment dollar value, you're measured against that. No one wants to hear X, Y, and Z. No one wants to hear underdog you... either. Well, no, that was still one of the dumber things that's ever been said. And he's, I, you know, the we. I don't think we've had a chance to talk about it. He was surprised that it got so much attention and that it was so much negative. Yeah, and that's part of the problem, Heim, that you're surprised that that received so much attention and got so much negative blowback is part of the problem. You don't know where you are and you don't know the job you're doing. You have no, read the room. Or read the region. People liked, you people liked the, the underdog in 2004 when it was a matter of, oh, we're not supposed to win. Now it's kind of like we, we still have the money to spend. Boston is still able to, you know, muster up enough money to pay a big market guy to be in a big market. It's just like we have this bad luck. That was the underdog perspective. Now it's like he's getting yeah, the perspective is... of like, well, we're not putting a whole lot of money into this team. And on paper, they're not the best but they're underdogs and they're going to fight. That's not what an underdog is. An underdog is no. just and I would also, unexpected to win, but they win. This team is just not winning they, and they're still not expected to win. And their likability, I think has sort of taken a hit. And I would say the poster child for that is probably Alex Verdugo early in the year was really likable, was really an ascending player, was an ascending Red Sox player. Like, Oh, you're going to resign this guy. Like, is this a long-term building block? And I think, in a lot of ways, he's kind of symbolic of the the season and the way people feel about like he had his issues last, uh, you know, earlier this week over the weekend where he's not in the lineup. And now I think most people, you know, you read some of the beat guys like, is he kind of playing out his string as a member of the Boston Red Sox? I think he was even quoted as saying like, you know, I've got, I've got seven, seven weeks, left. weeks left or something. So I think that mentality, when you have a player noting the end of the season in that sort of tone, that tells you where this team is. That tells you where Red Sox Nation is. Like, if I hear that, well, if you're going to play out the string, I'm not going to watch you play out the string. I'm not going to be invested in you playing out the string. I'll move on. So I, I think this is a really frustrating time for Red Sox fans because I do think there was hope. We've talked about it all year long here on Breaking Boston. Like, people, when when the Red Sox have given people reason to sort of care and try to latch on and try to get invested, they have. And then they've ripped the carpet right out from underneath them each and every Which time. Which big of us, pat on the back for the two of us, not 
really talking about the walk-off Grand Slam Monday night and instead going with the Kevin Brown yesterday because this yeah. we're we're not gonna give you false yeah. hope here. That's not that's not what we do on no. breaking Boston. And and we're trying not to have you ride the same roller coaster that the Red Sox are riding internally, that I'm sure Alex Cora is riding, and it's probably killing him as a as a lifelong baseball guy. Which for those that know uh Jared Carabas and those that don't big Red Sox personality has kind of he has the ear of a lot of people inside that building and he tweeted out after the weekend series that um there were some higher-ups that weren't too happy about what happened at the deadline so if that's going to start to paint a picture of how things are going to develop towards the end of the season and where things go rumors start coming out it's not looking great for your boy Heim which I don't know if many people are going to be shedding tears about that. I don't know if Alex Cora will be shedding tears about that. I'm just hoping that in the end result, Alex Cora is saved because we did talk about that last week where it's becoming, we're hoping it doesn't fall on him because he is doing his absolute best. It's starting to feel like somebody is going to lose a job or something in regards to this season and the plan and where you are with the plan with Bloom and everything that's gone on for the last four years. Anyway, that's big picture, and we'll be following that each and every morning here on Breaking Boston. But the Red Sox lose 9-3. The Yellow City Connects didn't get the job done. Trevor Story didn't get the job done. They are in last place in the AL East. They are five games out of the wild card. 6-11 on Wednesdays. Bad on Wednesdays, two and eight in their last ten. Hard, hard to get excited about almost anything. A uh, Chris Sale. Let's forget story. He's old news. He he went over. We're four focused with three on Chris out. Sale now. He's the trade deadline acquisition. Chris Sale is the addition that's going to spark the second half uh, surge toward the playoffs. If that happens, we'll be happy to cover it here on Breaking Boston each and every morning. Your daily podcast that gets you ready for your sports day with the biggest story in sports. If that doesn't happen, Whitlock. well. To be honest, uh, Whitlock, we can throw him in there. Don't care. Uh, Just an editorialization. If the Red Sox don't go on the surge that fans are still hoping for and Bloom and and Cora are probably hoping for, although one or the other might be hoping for the other to be gone after this. Um, But if it doesn't happen, then we'll probably be talking a lot of New England Patriots because we will have the preseason opener on Thursday night. We'll be talking Mac Jones, roster manipulation, all those things each and every day here on Breaking Boston. For producer friend Cooper Leonard, for Nick Fitzy Stevens, who'll sometime return to this podcast after yet more time off, I'm Jumbo Hart. Enjoy the Red Sox. Get ready for Patriots preseason football. And worst case scenario, just go outside today. It looks like it's going to be a beautiful day. It's a beauty.